Indeed, there are questions than answers. <laughs> like if someone gives you a free air guitar, are oh, there strings attached? Oh. I love this show. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week, my mother listens to some music. She watches the TV. She goes to bed. She snores in her unconscious, the last thing that she listened to. Let's put our ear against the bedroom wall and see what my mother's snoring this week. <laughs> yep, Take On Me by Aha. So <laughs> snuggle under your covers. <laughs> Turn out your lights and hold on tight. That's another song you've got to start quite low, yes. you know. So no. You've got to start no. Take On you can't go take on me because at the very end you go i'll be gone in a day or i just can't get the Don't last you've got it. to start Don't. low you'll be mm -hmm. gone in a day or two the rules are very simple points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror extra points will be available for shock and all value <laughs> wow that where did that come from <laughs> that was my shock that was your shock. <laughs> Would you like What's to do your martini? <laughs> I thought an animal had got into the room. Would you like to do something for all? Uh. Oh. <laughs> shock and all. The. I have no idea where we are. The. This show, we're just going to say the word. The. We could fill up an hour. The. the. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. 
she's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather wished a happy third birthday this week to the tartar sauce in her fridge. <laughs> wow. There are condiments, aren't there, that loiter at the back of the fridge. I've got a raspberry vinaigrette that's coming up to its 10th birthday party that's going to be a little bit fizzy. I got horseradish. Of course you do. Lots of it. For your Bloody Mary, no doubt. Yes. You have. You do have an obsession with horseradish. I love it. Unbelievable. She has a fridge specifically for horseradish. I grows it. The horseradish yeah. fridge is where we are. You're a very strange woman, Miss Morris. I can't help it. I also wish to introduce the man of crazy, <laughs> Michelle Corrie. She has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal in his death, so I have to shout at her. This week, Michelle bought huge pants and took a picture of herself holding them up just to feel like she's lost a ton of weight. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Wow. That's for you. This is why we can't have a camera in the studio. Oh, my. Everybody's giving you one. I can see that. Yes, you'll you'll get to it. It's in my pocket. Oh, I can see what that is. Oh, look Look at at that. that. What a lovely thing. Sat in the corner. Surrounded by popcorn kernels, wearing his mother's clothes, <laughs> chained to the wall, <laughs> nothing but asparilla to drink. <laughs> I'm making this up. It's asparilla? That's it, whatever. <laughs> what did you say? We don't have it in Britain. I'm making the words up as I go did along. Did you say asparilla? Whatever. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know what these things are. I've never come across them before. I've got Rosetta Stone American. I'm working my way through it as we speak. Is Nathan Bush. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Nathan oh, scrolled so far back on Facebook this week that he logged into MySpace. <laughs> oh, I love this show. <laughs> that is true, actually. I forgot that I had a MySpace account and I've not been on it for probably five or six years. I logged in just to see what was there. I couldn't even access my profile. I didn't even know how to access my profile. Nice. It looked like a lot of music to me. I'm not quite sure. Obviously, I'm getting very old. The MQTA team, of course, are all hoping that the next big trend in music is talent. They're mad. Queen. They're bad. They're paranormal. This is Series 3, Episode 14. Do you know, we've been on the Dark Matter digital network for nearly four years now really wow it's remarkable where did that go seems like only yesterday if you add up all the episodes we've done of every series bearing in mind we're on series three we've done 187 episodes would you believe really yep we're 13 episodes short from the big party (gasps) that is 200 are you hosting it episodes i'm hosting the show you want me to host a party as well yes Yes. perhaps we should invite everyone over what do you Mm -hmm. think into yes. the studio. Yes. 100,000 people from 190 countries. I think they'll fit. We'll figure something out. We'll get it worked out. I'll get two fishes and five loaves of bread. We'll be fine. This is where we are. I also wish to introduce, as always, as we start the round, that is general ignorance, <laughs> the fish condiment dressing. That is the gong of infinite knowledge with the lemon slice of facts and the parsley sprig of statistics. It's a beast, isn't it? It is. Value for money there as we live and breathe. 
It's very odd having parsley sprigs on plates, isn't it? Because you can't really eat them. Who thought of that? In this country, and it's unique to America, I've never seen it anywhere else. I get a slice of orange for every meal I have. That is disgusting. So I, I hate oranges. A couple of strips what? of bacon, a couple of sausages. Hate them. Well, there's a time and a place for an orange. On a fry-up's not one of them. No, is it, no, but... You know, I'm going to have a really greasy couple of bits of bacon, a couple of bits of sausage, processed meat, a couple of eggs, some toast. Oh, you better stick an orange slice on that because that's healthy. At what part of that meal do you think I need an orange slice? This only happens in this country. On this day, because I want to give some points out, I'm feeling very philanthropic. On this day in 1904, the artist Salvador Dali was born. Famous, of course, for bizarre dreamscapes with elephants on stilts and floppy clocks. Do you like floppy clocks, Michelle? Not so much. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, the I Cannot Believe That bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Salvador Dali. Mm. Do you not wish you'd spent more time focused on your art lessons at school? No. Dali believed (laughs) he was the reincarnation of who? There we go. Simple thing to do. Nathan's pointing to himself. I don't think he thought he was the reincarnation of you, Nathan. I have to say that. You're going to go with Julius Caesar. Is Nathan trying to give you clues back there, Chain to the Wall? How did he mime Julius Caesar out of interest? Dressing. (laughs) (laughs) He did did the mime. (laughs) And I said, oh, yeah. He took his clothes off and put them back on again. And you got Julius Caesar from that, did you? Yep. Wow. <laughs> and you're sticking with that, are you? No, no high fives. What's wrong with you? You're, you'll get chained to the wall again. You only get let out for an hour a week. You're going, he thought he was the reincarnation of Julius Caesar. Why not? Why not? He's Salvador Dali. Anything could happen. Anything. Oh. Michelle. As soon as you say it, I'm going to kick myself. But I'll I... kick you for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. John the Baptist. Not a bad guess, actually. He thought, genuinely, he was the reincarnation of his brother. His brother died at 22 months, and he was born nine months exactly after his brother died. And his parents thought it'd be a really good idea to give him exactly the same name. So that's not going to mess you up psychologically, is it? So he got given exactly the same name as his first deceased brother. And he thought throughout his entire life that he was, in fact, the reincarnation of his brother. Huh. There. Sometimes Michelle feels ugly. Then she looks at her brother and gets over it. Oh, <laughs> Mikey, he's the good-looking one. Dali designed the logo for which famous children's candy? Fruit yeah. Loops. Oh, I mean, Lifesavers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're going with the black and red then on the roulette wheel. Yes. If you had to commit to one. Lifesavers. You're going for Lifesavers over Fruit Loops. Yes. Do you think they sell a lot of these in Spain? <laughs> Just thinking. Yes. Okay. And what's Fruit Loops in Spanish? Fruta uh, Lupas. <laughs> Why am I Like here? Jalupa. <laughs> Why? Fruta Chalupa. <laughs> Saying it in a Spanish accent is not going to help you. That was more like Italian Spanish. <laughs> you got to have a lupa. Everyone, she's fluent in Spalian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going with? <laughs> You've got puppet. Where'd you get a puppet from? Look at 
Yes, I can see what you're doing. <laughs> Ventriloquist acts have never traditionally gone down well on the radio. So I'm sh- breaking new ground. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else want to do puppetry while we're on air? Isn't that what you're doing? <laughs> Hang on, let me pull my pants back up. Thank God. Oh, whatever. What are we going with, Michelle? What famous oh. children's candy logo did Salvador Dali design? Twix. Um, no, no, no. It's got to be like... Cadbury's buttons are, I don't know. We're going with Chupa Chups. Oh, for God's sake. He designed uh, uh, Chupa Chups. No. Chupa Cabras? Chupa Cabra. He designed the logo <laughs> for a cup of coffee. You can't do that if we don't even know what you're talking about. I think that's Spanish for Fruit Loops. There you go. Points oh, around. Like Hurrah. Yeah. You don't know what Chupa Chups are? They're no. The little lollies that you suck on. The little. No. I've seen them in this country. Like I know they exist. Yeah. Yes, we call them Adrians. Oh, mm. wow. This is feisty today, isn't it? <laughs> it's all the drinking that's going on. It's a bit punchy, isn't it? I if thought you these that. were called love martinis. They are. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Isn't it remarkable that no one has scored any points? <laughs> Hurrah! Yoko Ono offered Dali $10,000 for this part of him to use in a painting. What was it? His pinky. His pinky. Cut your pinky off. I'm going to put it in a painting. Yeah, fender. I'm going to stick it up my nose, put it in my ear, chase my friends around with it, and then I'm going to put or it Or his in... hair. Oh, his hair. <laughs> what are we going with? Pinky or hair? Both. Pinky and the it's hair. very pinky. <laughs> You think, Michelle, it's no good miming. I keep... <laughs> it's his moustache. You're going to go with his moustache. You are right. Yoko Ono offered Dali $10,000 to have some hair, a single hair, from his moustache. He took the money, but he sent her a dried blade of grass instead. Do you know why? I'll give you extra points if you know why Dali sent her a dried blade of grass and why he didn't want to give up a hair on his moustache. I have no clue. Because was... You're into all the pagan paraphernalia, aren't you? And all that kind of shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to offer any clue at all. No. Michelle has got two points. They're not going anywhere. Wait, They're safe. I said hair. Yes, you did say hair. What would you like? Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I'll give you one begrudgingly. It was his moustache I was after. He didn't give Yoko Ono a hair from his moustache. He gave her a blade of grass. Because but why? he thought she would do some witchcraft with it. He thought she'd use it in some sort of voodoo ceremony, so he never sent that to her. But he pocketed the money. I didn't know Yoko Ono was into that. I don't think she is, but this is what Dali thought would happen if he sent a hair of his moustache through the American Postal Service. Dali filled his Rolls Royce with what vegetable? Filled it from top to bottom when he drove from Spain to Paris in 1955. I just need to know what that vegetable was. He was obsessed with them. Really? Absolutely. Well, it wouldn't be tomatoes because they're a fruit. Well, that's narrowed it down to a couple of hundred then, isn't it? I'm going to guess mushrooms. Uh, Mushrooms isn't a vegetable either, so that's a fungus. So you've got rid of tomatoes because it's a fruit and you went with fungus, which isn't a vegetable either. That's a fungus. How about you pick a vegetable? How would that be? Onions. Onions. Excellent. That's a vegetable and it's also Spanish. Good guess. Spanish onions. You understand that. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take the words from the last sentence and rearrange them. Wow. I will say asparagus. It was a cauliflower. He filled his Rolls Royce with cauliflowers from top to bottom. When he got to Paris, he handed them out to Parisians 
that wondered what was going on and thought he was a little bit strange. 500 kilos he managed to get in his Rolls Royce. Wow. You have a face like a flower. A cauliflower. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, an angry surrealist is a man with a fish on his shoulder. On this day in 1981, Bob Marley died. So for the first time, lots of people were born and died on this day. For the first time on MQTA, we will have the I didn't know that fascinating facts and bizarre statistics surrounding Bob Marley. I know not of these people. Bob discovered as a child he could do this kind of fortune telling. He freaked out the neighbors with it. Could you tell me what kind of fortune telling it Palm was? reading. You're going to go with palm reading. Uh, tea leaf reading. It is palm reading. Miss Morris Yay! gets herself Yay! two more points and she's up to resplendent three. Yes, apparently he was very good at it and he shocked a lot of people. He had a natural ability to read palms. What kind of donuts does Bob Marley like? Hertz. Hertz donuts. <laughs> Why am I here? I wanted a serious paranormal talk radio show. Look what I get stuck with. Be careful what you wish for. You want a Hertz donut? (laughs) I don't. Have a think about this carefully. What kind of donuts does Bob Marley like? He likes them with... Ganja. (laughs) The ganja donut (laughs) with jam in. (laughs) I was going to say jelly filled donut, but what else? No, the answer actually is he doesn't like donuts because he's dead. Bob Marley survived an assassination attempt in 1976. His wife Rita was hit by the bullet, but she survived due to what? I want to know how his wife Rita survived an assassination attempt. In 1976, due to what? The bullet struck her, but she survived because... Mm, Bounced off? Nah, I want a little bit more than that, Morris. Uh, She was wearing a button? She was wearing a button. Yes. A Cadbury's chocolate button, and the bullet hit her button. But she was saved. Hurrah. Praise the Lord. Yes. I think she had such awesome dreadlocks that it just... You're mad. You've been drinking far too much. You're absolutely 100% correct. It bounced off of her dreadlocks. You are a star. I'm going to give you five points. You're up to seven. Wait, I got... You got what a button? I said it bounced off. You said it bounced off her button, which is she's got a button on her head. I got part of it right. Mm, You got a lot of it wrong. (laughs) Yes, her thick dreadlocks bounce the bullet away apparently my granddad was actually shot in the head during the second world war luckily it narrowly missed his brain by four inches <laughs> oh, <sighs> God. bob marley wrote songs about love and peace but teens only know him for smoking weed it's a strange world in which we live in there are more questions than answers also on this day in 2001 we lost the legend that was douglas adams author of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which i quote on a regular basis on this show and of course dirk Gently, we give a toast to the legend that is Douglas Adams. It's a tough universe. There's all sorts of people and things trying to do you, kill you, rip you off, everything. If you're going to survive out there, you've really got to know where your towel is. What an absolute legend. On this day in 1858, Minnesota was admitted as the 32nd state. Happy birthday today to Minnesota. 
So, for the first time on MQTA, bearing in mind I'm sitting in a room with three Minnesotans. I can't believe that. Strange and bizarre laws about Minnesota. You should get every single one of these right. You've no. been living here your entire life. I'm foreign. I don't like I'm it. I'm still acclimating. You're not allowed to cross state lines with this animal on your head. A if raccoon? You, you're not allowed to go into Wisconsin, South Dakota, or Iowa with a raccoon on your head. Yes. What if it's a comb over? What if you've trained it up and you're trying to, you know, yeah. go with the raccoon on your head? Roadkill. Yes. Staple it in. Be a bit whiffy after a couple of weeks. You could get away with it. You're going to stick with raccoon, are you? Why not? This is a show based on the surreal. We've already spoken, of course, yeah. about Salvador Dali. Mm -hmm. What kind of animal are you not allowed to cross state lines on your head from Minnesota? Skunk. It is a duck, apparently. You're not allowed to put a duck on your head and travel into Iowa. You can't enter Wisconsin either with a chicken on your head. So Wisconsin is duck and chicken. Um, South Dakota, Iowa is just the duck. If you wanted to go into South Dakota with a chicken on your head, that would be fine. You couldn't do it if you were going to Wisconsin. Huh. It's nanite time. You've cleaned your teeth. You've had a glass of milk and a cookie. You've put the cat out. I don't know how it managed to set itself on fire. It is illegal to do this in Minnesota while you are sleeping. Sleepy nanite time. Taxes. It's a nanite. You're not allowed to do your taxes while you are sleeping. <laughs> Look, she's sleep doing her taxes again. Wow, you're filing your taxes while you're asleep. You're doing yes. them while you're asleep. God only knows. Wandering through the house, doing yeah. your taxes, filing them yep. for the Minnesota government. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to stick with that. Huh? You're not allowed to do your taxes while you're sleeping. Why not? Why not? Operate heavy machinery. That's a good, good answer. You're not allowed to sleep naked, apparently. If you sleep with nothing on, Bearing in mind, pyjamas are something you should put under your pillow in case of a fire. You can be arrested for being, oh. Yeah, who's checking that? Natural. The naked sleeping police. What's wrong with you? The NSP will be right over. You'll be in a lot of trouble. That's who they told me they were. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did an intensive cavity search, didn't they? And then left. Never right. Not even a Christmas card. No. It is Sunday. Yeah. You're in St. Cloud. You know St. Cloud very well. I lived yeah. in St. Cloud. There you go. I lived about an hour, 45 minutes north of St. Cloud as well. It is illegal to buy and eat this comestible in St. Cloud on a Sunday. I'm sure no one's following this law, but it is on the books. Is it breakfast, lunch or dinner? I would say more towards lunch and dinner. I wouldn't be wanting this for breakfast. Although I'm sure Americans do have this for breakfast. What was your question, Nietzsche? <laughs> <laughs> what planet is Heather Morris living on, was your question. I'm due back on Earth at any minute, so bear with me. It's Sunday. You're in St. Cloud. It's illegal to buy and eat this comestible. You would not want one for lunch, perhaps, or dinner. No, you would want them for lunch or dinner. You're confusing me. You're messing me up. <laughs> Everybody's drunk. Everybody's <laughs> drinking. Hurrah! <laughs> Cheers! Another drink. Happy days. More drink. Any chance of an answer? I need to be at home by 12. I am thinking cauliflower. Cauliflower. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't want one for breakfast, no. would you? You're seeing, I've seen what you've done there. You've gone full I've, circle on me. Yeah, yeah. I see. You've been overthinking Bringing this. it around. What could you get quite easily in St. Cloud on a Sunday afternoon? But it's actually illegal to eat one. Fish. 
It is a hamburger. You're Why? not allowed to eat hamburgers on a Sunday in St. Cloud. It's illegal, apparently. Somebody better tell McDonald's. A hamburger walks into a bar and a barman says, sorry, we don't serve food in here. <sighs> that was then, but this is now. We get to the favourite part of our show. It's the mailbag! Loves the mailbag. You can write to us anytime. We have a Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, all of tonight's stories, all of the banter, all of the jokes, all of the cartoons. We've been very squirrel-heavy this week. Lots of squirrel videos. Squirrels doing lots of strange things. You've got another puppet. Where'd you get that from? That's a squirrel puppet. I found it. Has it got a name? You're the only person I know who comes to the studio and finds a squirrel puppet on the way here. <laughs> Believable. This is true. Johnny in Florida simply posts. By the way, we missed that, didn't we? Let's go again. Johnny in Florida. Yay! Florida walks into a bar. No, he doesn't. Simply posts. Why am I here? I love this show. I love this show. See what he's done there. Why yes. am I here? I love this show. He listens at 8 p.m. Central Time every Friday. If you wish to listen to the show first, Dark Matter Digital Network every Friday, 8 p.m. Central. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. It's remarkable. So thank you for that. I appreciate that, Johnny, in sunny Florida. Russell in Michigan posted... There are 168 hours in a week, and I claim one hour for myself. That one hour is Friday, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. MQTA Radio oh, is on. Yay. That's awesome. Yay. Thanks, Russell. He said if you need help, call the emergency services, because that hour he's not working. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> driving an ambulance or some such thing. He's listening to the show, and there's like a pileup going on somewhere in the world. Thank you for that. We really appreciate your messages and your support. Daniel has written, going on my first plane ride to Florida tonight. Yay! Very Florida and cauliflower heavy today. My first vacation with my brother in over a decade. My first time to Disney World. I'm going to introduce MQTA to the relatives during the trip to get you more listeners. Wow. Yay, Thanks, Daniel. We need more. I hope you're having a great time. I thought he was going to say I'm going to introduce you to some characters from Disneyland. Mickey Mouse. I think he's got a big crush on Snow White. Do you think so? Yeah. See, my crush is on Tinkerbell. That's where I'd be. By the way, you can't enter Wisconsin with Donald Duck on your head, apparently. Uh -huh. That's already been put on the books. If you would like to share on your social media sites, if you've not been onto MySpace for six years, why don't you cut and paste our show? Why don't you share with the whole wide world that you're listening to MQTA radio share it with your friends share it with your relatives we'd be very very appreciative of that of course all of our archives we mentioned at the beginning of the show we've now been on dark matter for nearly four years every single show all 187 episodes are on soundcloud and they're completely 100 percent free if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mq ta radio you can listen to them back to back on long journeys in the car if you're traveling from spain to Paris with a Rolls Royce full of cauliflowers. If you're trying to enter into South Dakota as we speak with a chicken on your head, you can listen to us back to back in the car, in the gym, walking the dog, mowing the grass. We're on there for you to listen to. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show? We also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour when we get taken off air. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes in a round we call Not For Your Mother. These are the stories we find 
when we're researching, when we're looking through all of the websites, all of the newspapers, all of the media this week, looking for all the stories of the strange, the bizarre, the paranormal, the cryptozoological, ufology, we come across almost by accident. I say almost by accident. I'm sure Miss Morris has got websites she looks at. On purpose. <laughs> we come across stories. <laughs> See, I'm psychic. <laughs> of a rather delicate nature. Stories that are full of sexual innuendo. Naughtiness. Naughtiness. The most Dirty. bizarre and the most strange bedroom shenanigans <laughs> that we can't read out. They've made it into the newspapers, but we cannot read them out on air for fear Mm-mm. of getting a hefty fine or being removed. But if at the end of this show, you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio, you will be gifted the Easter egg. That is 20 to 25 minutes of extra filth, apparently. Yeah. We've got some news about iTunes. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit, Heather? Okay. Just you that we are back on iTunes finally. Yay! Uh, we figured out the glitch and it was a biggie. So we are now back on iTunes and it should be up to date. If you have problems finding us on iTunes, let me know and we will go ahead and try to help you out. Yep, we are now on iTunes as well. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, ones mm-hmm. I've never even heard of. Shout a few out. I can't remember. CastBox. I, and I believe another biggie. I think we're on Spotify. Again, just words to me. I don't yeah. know anything, but apparently that's a good thing. I got to check that out. We need to get on there. But you can access us. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. I pretty much is where we are. Cynthia in California asked this week, can you ask the magic banana? I don't know how it became magic. It started out as a psychic banana, but now it's got magic qualities, apparently. If there is intelligent life living on the planet Mars. Thank you. Now, last week, Holly Willoughby on television, a celebrity on This Morning, predicted the sex of the royal baby, little Prince Louis, by cutting a banana up. I said I would bring the psychic banana into the studio. If anyone has any questions, they wish to ask the psychic banana, now would be a good time to do so. Lots of people posted. I think they failed to realise that the answer could only be yes or no. So if you're saying, could you predict the winner of the Kentucky Derby, unless that horse was called no... (laughs) Or, or yes, yes, it wasn't going to happen. But Cynthia came up with a great, great plan. Here we go. I have the psychic banana. Of course, once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't get it back in again. So no one's rubbing this banana. I need to cut off the end. I don't know which end I'm supposed to cut. Go for okay, it. this is great radio, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, we have an answer. Is there intelligent life on Mars? The answer is... I have no idea. It looks like half a banana. Cut that is a dot. Would you agree with me? Cut that looks some like more. A, cut, cut a little cut deeper. It, cut it deeper. And it, what if I go from the other end? This is help. great radio, isn't it? No, there's nothing at that end. Let me go in here again. Does anyone <laughs> want to slice a banana out of interest? Ick. Yeah, that's that's looking like yes, actually. That's now a why, right? That's a why. That is a why. Yeah. The psychic banana yeah. says yes. There is intelligent life oh, yeah. on Mars. Well done. Yay! The psychic yeah. banana. I don't think we'll be doing that next week. But Cynthia asked the question. I don't think the banana will last. (laughs) Oh, my. I think we could push the boat out and get a second banana. I think that could happen. Kevin, our good friend in Mankato. In Minnesota, has been arrested for traveling over the border with wildfowl on his head. Posted last night's show was great. And Barb, also a good friend in Sambal. Hi Barb. Hi, Barb. Hi, Barb. Has written, yes, it was. I was listening, sitting by the fire 
I'm oh. guessing she's outside, even though it's still cold in Minnesota, by the way. It's chilly in this room, isn't it? Yes. No. Is it cold? Well, you look at you. You're hairy. That's the trouble. Wow. <laughs> Sasquatch sitting there. Look at you. Wow. Oh. Punchy this show, isn't it? Punchy. Finally, Brittany in Minnesota has written, I can't wait for the show tonight. I stop everything, no matter what it is, just to listen. I love this show. Aww, thank oh, you, thank you. Thank you so much. Martin, our good friend <gasps> in New York, is a Patreon member. If you love this show, if you like what we do, if we make you smile, if we make you laugh, if you leave this show with more than you arrived with, then you already know that Salvador Dali filled up his car with cauliflower and it's illegal to go into Iowa with a duck on your head. You can go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio and you can donate a single dollar a single dollar. You can't even buy Chupa Chups for a dollar these days. I wish you would quit saying that. I don't even know what you're talking about. The rest of the world knows, Miss Morris. The rest of the no, world they don't. knows. Well, if you don't know what they are, I will post. I have a computer in front of me. And you're going to look up Chupa Chups. How do you spell it? As it sounds. You have no <laughs> clue, do you? C-H-U-P-P-E-R-C-H-U-P-S. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. Cheeky Chops. Two uh, pork chops. There, look up two pork chops and Salvador Dali. There is no such thing. You can go to patreon.com and you can donate your single <gasps> dollar. You get to listen to the show first before it gets into the archives. Look at Miss Morris's face. What have you just typed in? Two pork chops and Salvador Dali. Chopa Chops Gourmet Pet Bakery. No idea what that is. <laughs> Pet Bakery? Yeah, I, they I, make dog biscuits. I couldn't eat a whole cat. What? Yeah. There we go. If you go to our Twitter site, <laughs> this feels so like I'm in like breading. a in like a so much breading. <laughs> ah, the, the trouble with cat is it's greasy. <laughs> wow. Chicken of the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. No, we love cats. No, we yeah, don't. Couldn't eat a whole one. If you go to our Twitter account, it is Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips, T-I-P-S. We have 100,000 followers there, and you can catch up with the madness there. As I said earlier, everything we do, literally everything we do, is on Facebook. All of the messages of support, if you wish to write to me, tell me which part of the show you enjoy. If you wish to ask the Psychic Banana anything you wish, you can go to Facebook. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have 6,100 followers on there my books of course are available if you're into ghosts hauntings history i founded the international paranormal society my books are on amazon if you go to amazon search for adrian lee one of my favorite books at the moment is how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators and it's had some fabulous fabulous reviews talking of books my good friend back in britain brian sterling vita you may remember Brian was on the show with his good wife, Helen, several months ago. We interviewed him. We talked about the UFOs we saw in Redwood Falls. He has a book out at the moment. I'd like to promote that book for him. It's a fabulous book. It's called Paranormal Investigation, The Black Book of Scientific Ghost Hunting and How to Investigate Paranormal Phenomena. So if you get a chance to catch up with that, go to Amazon. Search for Sterling Vitae, Brian Sterling, Paranormal Investigation, The Black Book of Scientific ghost hunting is there for you and i highly recommend that and we'll post a link on our facebook sites as well so thank you brian for doing that we'll interview him in a couple of weeks time and we'll have him on the show now last weekend i did an investigation i didn't do an investigation with my team i was invited 
by the Midwest-based team Apex Paranormal to investigate Redwood Falls, the poor farm museum, the jail cell where they hung a man there at the back, and the schoolhouse. It was very interesting for me because normally I lead a team. Normally I have to organise everybody and get hotel accommodation and supply equipment and everything else. This was great. I could just sit in the background, do my psychic thing, not have to worry about equipment or leading a team. It was an interesting way of doing an investigation for me. I really appreciate that. I just want to mention, we went into the poorhouse and uh, we did some investigations on the second floor up there where Louise Bott hung herself in the 1920s. But the most evidence was actually in the schoolhouse. Now, the schoolhouse was moved there from Delhi, which is a small town about four miles away. And if you remember, when we did investigations there several years ago, we saw lots of children running around on an SLS camera. We had photographs of the kids dancing and jumping up and down on the desks. Psychically, I was sat in the corner with my notepad doing my psychic thing, and I thought to myself, there's a small kid running around. And I asked him what his name was, and he said his name was Tom, and that he was eight years old. Well, I then got a thermal imaging camera, and with that thermal imaging camera, I saw a little blue humanoid shape running around the building. So I'm going to actually post that at some point on our Facebook site, and you can see that small ghostly child running around. We turned on the ghost box. I asked who was there, and he said his name was Tom. I said, you prefer being called Tom or Thomas? He said, Tom. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm eight. So you've got this fantastic moment of getting some psychic information backing it up with empirical evidence from the ghost box. And then you've got photographs of him running around. This was remarkable. So I'm hopefully going to post that. I know how much people like hearing about our paranormal investigations. So that's all there. So thank you for Apex Paranormal for inviting me along. And if you get a chance to go to Redwood Falls in Redwood County, southwest Minnesota, I recommend going to the museum there. It's a fabulous, fabulous building, an amazing museum. And they've got a jail cell, a schoolhouse, and lots of wonderful things there to look at. We move into the first round. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. <clears throat> Terrified family capture demons stalking their Kent home in a series of spooky videos. A terrified family are convinced a demon is stalking their home after capturing a string of spooky goings on on camera. Husband and wife Robert and Pauline, along with son Barry, have lived in the house in Gravesend, Kent for 10 years. Gravesend's a very interesting place, actually. It's on the Thames Estuary in the south of London. It's where Pocahontas mm -hmm, is buried. Yes. They were travelling out of London back to the Americas, and she died as they were going past Gravesend, and they didn't want to take her all the way back to America. Can you imagine three months sat on a ship, rotting away and stinky? So they actually buried Pocahontas at Gravesend. There's a little statue of her. It's one of those things where you're going through south London, and suddenly there's a statue of a Native American Indian woman. Very strange and very bizarre. They are withholding their surname to prevent ghost hunters discovering their exact location. I'm sure if you typed Robert and Pauline and Gravesend on Facebook, you'd find them. They say Barry 33 is the focus of the paranormal activity and fear his bedroom could be a portal to the other side. Mm. Wow, France. Right. Fantastic. Let's go to Paris. The phenomena which first began six years ago has seen friends and neighbours become too terrified to visit and prompted Robert to install security cameras. They recorded a string of incidents, including a mug moving on its own, and rubber gloves flying off a kitchen worktop. Other clips show a chair rotating and doors opening and closing. Barry describes the unwanted house guest as a black shape that follows him around. That's his shadow, 
Do you think the black shape disappears when it's overcast? I'm just throwing that out there. He said, I have seen that shadow three times in the house, but it tries to hide from me whenever I see it. One time when I was going down the stairs, I felt this presence behind me and turned around and saw it. He added, when we caught the cup move on CCTV, at first I thought it could have been the water that it slid on, but I checked and the surface was bone dry. Mum wouldn't let me get away without drying the pots properly, so I know the cup was dry too. Pauline 52 said, I believe it is a monk that's haunting our house. I know what I saw. It was not a figment of my imagination. So there's a house in Gravesend built on the site of a medieval Benedictine monastery, no less. Who knew? Barry's bedroom could be a portal. It's following my son. Unemployed Robert 54 revealed he once managed to photograph an apparition on the stairs. He added, it's a really freaky place to live. Friends and neighbours say they are scared to come around, particularly after dark. They don't even use the toilet. <laughs> what do they use? The sink. <laughs> they just go in the sink the, the like what we do. The ghosts don't use the toilet? <laughs> oh my. I wasn't listening to the first part. I can tell. <laughs> Ma, can you fetch the poop knife? It's solid. I don't mind the ghosts so much, but it's when they do number two in the sink. Poke it down the grate, you'll be fine. Haunted, I think, or I've just used the sink. There are more questions than answers. You can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you can see the spooky video footage of the ghost, the demonic entity in the house in Gravesend that stops his neighbours and friends from using their toilet. I shall give myself... A number two. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Atwater Brewery and Detroit Paranormal Expeditions are teaming up for their creation of Detroit's first paranormal-themed beer. Hello from the other side. I'm in. Paranormal-themed beer. Is it going to have a monk on the front of it by any chance? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Don't start that again. (laughs) Christ. If you, if you go on YouTube <laughs> and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and type oh, in 19-inch penis, all will be revealed. <gasps> I know. It's very funny. Best six minutes of my life. Well, the collaboration follows Detroit Paranormal Expedition's investigation of the 1930s church that actually houses Atwater in the park. It's actually a brewery. In a church, they put all the, what do you call them, distillers or whatever? Yes, the stills. On the pulpit? No. The, the altar? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. They so put I them can all tell you've front. never been in a church. <laughs> all, all I know is they got cool windows. She walked up the steps once and caught on fire to throw a fire blanket over her. <laughs> That's very true. They've got cool windows. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I like churches. They've got cool windows. <laughs> but I prefer all the killing. Stop dropping rolls. And flavoured water. Yes, they have salt-flavoured water. You're correct there. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, Channel 4 cameraman happened to capture a video with a surprise guest appearance from an otherworldly presence. The video is a low-res, slow-motion panning of the building with a white blob flashing across the screen. I said blob. A wet blob. I didn't say the other no-no word. Just saying. That we don't do. That oh. we don't do. So it wasn't a, it was a white 
blob. Blob. That's right. I can't start the show by saying we don't do white blobs. (laughs) I can't have a t-shirt saying we don't do white blobs. That'd be hilarious. Anyway, it was uh, flashing across the screen with overlapping voices in the background. Someone calls the spirit Jack. Oh, please don't be Sparrow. Maybe it's that lady. You remember the woman who's dating a pirate, pirate a ghost pirate. No, yeah. she married him. She married him. My bad. Don't what was you I remember? Thinking? Yes, I do recall she married a dead person. This is true. Well, another accuses it of causing back pains. The brew is actually infused with sage, an herb famous with crystal gazers and spiritualists for its spirit cleansing abilities. So you're going to have to go check that out if you want to go. So to we Detroit. can anoint and bless and drink. At the same time. Our bodies inside. It's really cleanse. It's like smudging ourselves from the inside. You could use a good smudging from the inside. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Do you remember we used to have fun? Uh, I'm having a blast. (laughs) Hang on. Let me get my smudging wand. (laughs) I am Switzerland. Of course you are. You look like cheese with holes in Toblerone and cuckoo clocks. Of course you do. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle, in the round of ghosts? and hauntings a dog owner was left chilled to the bone after re-watching a security camera set up to watch their pets i like Uh-oh. the way you squeezed bone into yeah, that you're story you're welcome Genius. i saw the video it was terrible mm-hmm. is it yes it is, is it's it really a, is it it's big bunk it's big bunk big if you're bunk. playing the bell bunk and snore drinking game tonight your first shot Christ, Heather's gone for it already. Yeah. I like the way you bring a jug in with you. There's a picture in here. There's tonight. a picture. <laughs> That's right. The sort of picture that you might put lemonade in for all the kids at your yes, birthday party. It's for all me. Enough to keep orphans satisfied for the entire summer. I will be satisfied for the night. Yes. We had a glass of wine in here once. You've got a picture sat next to you. That's right. Gallon of wine, madam. <laughs> they should really stick around for the not for your mother. I would recommend <laughs> sticking around for the not for your mother. Oh, should get tasty this by is then. My third martini. Oh, wow. Now I have to preface this with saying I made martinis for Michelle and I. Yes. I don't have martini glasses. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you brought and with you're you adorable. You brought with you Sunday glasses that you'd put an ice cream Sunday in. That's right. You should have a banana in that and a couple of strawberries Yuck. and some whipped cream. I can't believe you're drinking martinis from a pitcher in Sunday glasses. <laughs> they look pretty. Do you think you've got a problem? Just throwing it out there. I think we solved the problem. Good news, Miss Morris. We found traces of blood in your alcohol yeah, supply. Yeah. <laughs> God. Wow. Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> Hurrah. Yay. Yay. Let's hear some more bunk. Uh, it soon provoked a frenzy online with viewers desperately trying to figure out what could have caused the chilling figure that walked by the blinds. What do you think it was? Bunk. A moth. It was a moth. <laughs> what, a dead moth or a live moth? It was just a moth. Just I a think moth. it was a live one. It was going fast. But I saw uh, somebody... I bet you've seen all kinds of things, haven't you? Especially tonight. (laughs) And they're all blurry. Does this look blurry to you, madam? (laughs) (laughs) Put it away. So so I had seen somebody make a comment underneath that said, but I didn't see a shadow. Yeah. It didn't cast it. 
well, you know what? If a moth is that close to a camera, it's not going to cast a shadow. I'm sorry. Well, if it's a vampire Bonk. moth. Vampire moths don't cast uh, shadows, do they? Is what I'm saying. I'm going to give what? Michelle. Vampire <laughs> moths don't cast shadows. Would you like a martini I'm in good. a Sunday cup? <laughs> I think I'm okay for the minute. The last thing I want to do is muddle my worms up. I'm going to give Michelle two points. You're up to nine. I'm not sure how you did that. Me neither. We run into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's the stories of green men and hairy beasties. Eerie footage shows mystery object falling from Somerset Rainbow like War of the Worlds alien invasion. An eerie occurrence has baffled Somerset residents as it seems incredibly similar to a post-apocalyptic Spielberg movie. Bizarre footage reveals what happens and what appears to be a large black object plunging into Earth straight down from the middle of a rainbow. Some confused viewers are liking it to scenes out of the movie War of the Worlds, where aliens fall to Earth in pods during lightning storms. Wow. But others are coming to more mundane reasons that don't draw on the supernatural or like a bug. Hollywood blockbusters. One viewer wrote, it's a bird. But <laughs> others believed bird. the object is way, way too big to be a bird. Could be an ostrich, maybe. Okay, who is this article from? Is it from the people that have actually seen the video? Or is it a bunch of people that witnessed the object in the sky? It's from the people that saw the video. Yeah, that's a speck on the but camera. But it's in the Daily Mail. It must be true. It's a speck on the camera. I think it's an ostrich parachute display team. I just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> they said they thought it was a large bird. An ostrich is a large bird. Emu. It, it, well, I'm not discriminating. It if could an emu... be big bird. Oh, yes. Sesame big Street. Bird. Yes. Coming out of an aeroplane. They said it was black, though. Oh, ninja big bird. Ninja blackbird. <laughs> Ninja, ninja, big, big, yes, because he looks like he's supple, doesn't he? Yes. And he could climb buildings. Stealthy. stealthy. I look at Big Bird and I think there's a stealthy ninja. Yeah. You're doing the wrong job. You shouldn't be teaching children how to spell. No. You should be creeping into Japanese homes and slitting throats. Unseen, <laughs> dropping poison into people's mouths on threads of cotton. They'll never see him coming. Never. Good cover, though. Mm -hmm. By the daytime, he's a large bird that teaches children how to count. But in the nighttime, Ninja. Ninja Big Bird. Ninja Big Bird. He's an MBB. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Ninja BB. Ninja BB. That There's is a radio a show. Movie. I'd watch that. The footage was caught by local resident Megan Taylor, who had her camera out filming a storm over the historic town of Bridgewater. I've been to Bridgewater. The first iron bridge built anywhere in the world was built in Bridgewater. It makes me think that before the bridge was built, the town was just called Water. As the lightning crashes across the sky, it could be easy to miss the mysterious object crashing down to the ground. But eagle-eyed Megan spotted it and was bemused to watch the footage back and spot the black object falling from the sky. Or I have bird. no idea what it was. I think Bert and Ernie pushed him straight out. <laughs> and the Snuffleupagus. There I you go, him. straight out. If Snuffleupagus fell on your house, you'd, you'd have your house would be ruined. But I love him. I Mabel, love him come into the lounge. You're never going to believe what's just come through the ceiling. Nigel Watson, a UFO expert, told the Mail Online that although the video does make it look like one of the Martian cylinders in War of the Worlds, the likely explanation is something more mundane, like parachuting African flightless birds, UFO falling from the sky, or we just know that Big Bird can't fly. I shall give myself two oh. hefty points. 
I'm up to a remarkable four. All of the tonight's stories can be found on Facebook. If you wish to see Black Big Bird falling out of the sky, you can go to Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties? Ooh. The falling green characters at the beginning of all Matrix films. Have you ever wondered what it was? Yes. Yes. It actually is something. It's machine code. Yeah, it's code. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. It's it's not. Don't tell me it's the Grouch falling out of the sky. Well, they have become perhaps the most recognizable visual film um, iconic thing ever. Right? I've no Maybe. idea what you're talking about. String some sentences together and help me. I can't do it. I've had a Sunday teeny. A Sunday teeny. Part <laughs> <Or> three. Or <laughs> a Monday teeny. <laughs> I don't think Tuesday and Wednesday is going to get any better. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, anyway, they're signifying how everything in the franchise's universe is a vast fabrication because what actually is the code? Maybe an incredibly complex equation? Chopped up passages of Heidegger? This better end up nope. being UFOs and cryptozoology. Nope. It's actually a load of sushi recipes. It's a load of sushi recipes. Yes, it is. The Matrix production designer Simon Whiteley told CNET of the apparently indecipherable collection of Japanese hiragana, katakana, (laughs) and kanji characters. I like to tell everybody that the Matrix code is made out of Japanese sushi recipes. Without that code, there is no matrix so the matrix code in green at the beginning of the film it's all a bunch of japanese characters but they're sushi recipes how to cook your sushi i'm sorry i'm blowing some people's minds right now you're blowing mind i thought we were doing ufos and cryptozoology it's the matrix dude i'm really i just unraveled the matrix (laughs) michelle looks like she's about to cry look i've I've ate the matrix i don't know what to say i'm confused you ate neo why am i here do you want Oh my. If it was Cosby, I'd pick both. <gasps> oh. We run into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. We're going to squeeze a couple of stories in. The stories that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Police hunting a suspect who relieved himself on school grounds on a daily <gasps> basis in the US state of New Jersey have arrested a top education official. It's the capture of the Hatchet. Kenilworth School Superintendent Thomas Tramaglini, 42, was detained after investigators set up a sting operation to snare the mystery pooper. You don't want a sting operation mid-motion, do you? Police were called after students complained of frequent excrement near the school running track and field. It was so large you could have pole vaulted with it. Mr. Tramaglini is charged with lewdness, littering and defecating in public. In a statement, the Homedale Township Police Department said they opened an investigation after high school staff and sports coaches reported they were finding human feces on or near an area on the high school track according to local media the superintendent lives about three miles from the homedale high school in monmouth county mr tramaglini earns roughly one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as head of the local education authority and he was arrested police officers said they had just observed him in the act you think they let him finish the superintendent has been placed on leave according to the kenilworth public school district given the nature of those charges he asked for and was granted a paid leave of absence it's a good way to get paid leave off of work 
This story is absurd or the phantom won't be deterred. If they throw the book at him, I'm hoping some of the pages will be absorbent. Miss Morris, you have the final story of the evening in the round of S&B. When Kendra Jackson first got the runny nose, she thought it was a cold symptom, but it continued for years, along with other symptoms, including coughing, sneezing, and headaches, which I'm sure a lot of people have had. Everywhere I went, I always had a box of puffs, always stuffed in my pocket. It was like a waterfall, continuously running. Well, doctors told her it was likely just allergies, but she knew it was more. Now, finally, she has the answer, and it was a brain fluid leak. A brain fluid leak. Yes. Oh. I didn't even know you could get a brain fluid leak. Jackson was diagnosed with cerebrospinal fluid leak at Nebraska Medicine, and their use of all caps in announcing her story on Facebook pretty much sums the thing up. Fluid from her brain was leaking out of her nose. Brain fluids. Out of her nose. That's why it was always, always leaking. So what they Could did... Could you get a like, dry brain? Oh, no. That's one of the worst cases of dry it, brain I've ever seen. It's like snack. I don't know what it looked like, but it was always running. And like it was a watermelon. brain fluid. It's not snot, is it? It's not jelly. It's snot. It's snot. <laughs> no. No. Snot. <laughs> Lovely. Brain liquid fluid smoothie, please. Oh, God. Think well, blood. they actually used some of Jackson's uh, fatty tissue to go in there and plug the hole that was causing the brain fluid leak. The ancient but Egyptians it... would suck a mummy's brains out through its nose, wouldn't they? Yes. When they're embalming. They were figuring she was losing about a half a pint a day through her nose. Yikes. Through her nose. It's incredible. And they actually thought that Jackson notes that the symptoms started a couple of years after she actually suffered head trauma in a 2013 car accident, hitting her face on the dashboard. Before the surgery, I couldn't sleep. I was like a zombie. I don't have to carry around the tissues anymore, and I'm getting some sleep finally. But do you believe that? Brain fluid through your nose. Brain fluid through your nose. Or where this goes, no one knows. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. What replaces the brain fluid that leaks out? More brain fluid. More brain fluid. Yeah, it would. your body would make its own, like blood. It would start making more. Wow. There you go. Like you leave this show transfusion. with more than you... You want a brain transfusion, do you? Abnormal. <laughs> wow, we, we filled it with two pints and it's still got more to go. <laughs> Got stirrup pump. <laughs> We've run out of fluid. We've started using Jello. <laughs> we now enter the final round, which we call "Not for Your Mother," which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for joining us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Can you please give us a little tick or a little review if you like the show? You can do that for us. You can also press the little orange love heart tell us how much you love the show why not share cut and paste the link on your social media and say that you're listening to the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment which means you've got very good taste indeed Mm -hmm. this is the round we cannot read out when we're on dark matter radio for fear of being removed fear of getting a hefty fine the girls have been drinking heavily they have a pitcher of martini each (laughs) and a sunday glass wow I love it. There's going to be rules Woo! drawn up. There are going to be rules posted 
on the studio we, door. We can't live by your rules. No pictures, no Sunday classes. I'm a rebel. Yes, you are. Rules. Surprised you aren't drinking out of a shoe or something. Rebel without we a are clue. Drinking out of classy Sunday you are a rebel cups. Without a clue. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you have any minors in the room, they need to be removed. You have been warned. Creator of the first vibrator suitable for both men and women scoops a business prize. She's creating a buzz in the industry is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God. <Zzz>. The device, <laughs> the first of its kind, can be programmed via an app and costs $160. The creator of the smart vibrator for both sexes has been named New Businesswoman of the Year. On Wednesday night, Stephanie Alice, founder of Mystery Vibe, won the award for challenging the status quo. With the bendable crescendo vibrator which can be adapted to meet the needs of the user. The speed of the so-called sex tack, said to be the first flexible toy of its sort and suitable for both men and women, can be chosen or programmed via an app. Wouldn't it be sunny if someone broke into your phone and started messing around with your speeds and your gears and your transmission? The vibrator can also be operated remotely. There you all are, having your Sunday dinner. You ran... Oh! If you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, you're now welcome to have your second shot of the evening out of a Sunday glass, no less. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine you've just sort of inserted it. You're you're around your mother's house for Christmas <laughs> Sunday dinner. Suddenly, you know, your husband's got the device in his pocket. It's like a high pitched whistle. The dog's cocking its head because it can hear something's going on. Would you like some more stuffing? Stuffing. Unbelievable. <laughs> it can happen. I've seen it. Made in China, it sells for $160. You should probably turn yours down now. <laughs> You're muddling up your words. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but the TV's turned channels three times. <laughs> Made in China, it sells for... $60. Oh, sweet Jesus. To customers in 58 countries. There was a young woman from China. Next week, Mystery Vibe is set to launch a new toy that can be worn by anyone with a penis. So not anyone then. No. A man. No. A human with a penis is called a man. Yeah. Alice, who wants to remove the taboos and the stigma. I don't think it's a stigma. I just think it's a piece of foil. Around Sex Toys told The Sun, I am pleased to have won a mainstream award. It is both a recognition of our company and the potential of the sector. She added, when we founded Mystery Vibe, my goal was to change the way society thought about women and sexuality. Alice, who has a background in management consulting, came up with the idea for Crescendo after observing a summer sausage in a grocery store. I made that up. After observing the traditional vibrators were poorly made and cruelly, cruelly designed. Turn it down again, Lee. Cruelly designed. Wow, look at all the studs on that. I believe it's a kosh. You could raise a bank with that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Cruelty. If you want vibrators with cruelty, (laughs) you come to the right place. Don't touch that. That's my thermos flask. I've got a cup of tea in there. A toy for women or men, or let's use the groceries again. <laughs> the groceries? <laughs> Cucumber. Quick, get the gherkin. <laughs> <sighs> 
eggplant for you all the way, madam. There Ooh. we go. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round? Oh, not for your mother. Not for you. <laughs> oh, dear. There are some conversations you never want to have with your parents. And sex or anything to do with the subject is probably one of them. So when one mom stumbled across her daughter's intimate toy, it was very embarrassing for all those involved. An anonymous student from Cambridge was horrified when she'd realized she'd left her sex toy on display in her bedroom. She's obviously gone back to college Mm -hmm. and her mum's come in with a cup of tea. To clean her room. And her friend. And there you go. Mm. Knowing her mum was set to tidy the house, she frantically... Now this, I don't know. Asked her friends to break in. Her brother. Her brother. That's wow. a close family. And move it out of sight. The pupil wrote, I need you to move something from my desk ASAP. Pretty sure it's on my desk because that's where I emptied my bag. Her brother's four. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a dildo. I'm so sorry. How many times has that been said? I'm sorry, it's a dildo. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry, it's a dildo. Put the money in the bag and no one gets hurt. (laughs) It's a stick up. Put your hands up, you bum. (laughs) I imagine mum's already gone through to tidy my bed, though. I'm a shit. Well, I just move it like slightly, just by like two or three inches. Just <laughs> yeah, see what I mean? Take a picture. Subtle, yeah. This will be funny in a year's time, but not right now. Clearly amused by his sister's predicament, her brother. Oh, you said predicament. I did say predicament. <laughs> if I was her brother, I'd be selling that to my friends for the highest bidder. You bet. There you go. Who wants my sister's toys? Mm. Oh. Bidding starts at two He-Man figures and a stick of chewing gum. Yeah. Her brother laughed and told her that he'd look for it later on. After returning home, the sibling realized that the mum had already rumbled the sex toy. Rumble? Did it fall over? I don't know. Yeah, you she know thought it was a that. massager. Uh, but instead of discreetly putting it inside a drawer, she had displayed it near a load of laundry. Oh, that's even worse. Like mm. your mother knows. Like yeah. You know your mother knows. You know oh, what I mean? I'm so dirty. Oh, you are she said dirty near girl. a load. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Mm. Sunday. I'm banning pictures from this studio. I don't mind a glass of wine. I'm not, you know, Presbyterian right wing (laughs) fundamentalist. A picture of Martini. How many bottles went into that picture? Uh, Three cups. Three three cups or three bottles? Three cups. Three cups. Or one bottle. One bottle. Unbelievable. It's delicious. I can, well, by the third glass, you don't care what you're drinking, do you? It could be pond water. That is very true. Flavor's gone. Chris snapped a photo of the phallic object before carefully putting it away. Chris is her brother. The situation left the brother in stitches. He told Pretty 52 when she sent the message first, I was pissing myself laughing because I was not going to be home until really late. And I knew my mom was going to go in and tidy at some point and was obviously going to find the dildo. 
I just couldn't stop laughing. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anything you'd like to share, ladies? No. Nope. Like okay, Miss Morris, what have you got finally <laughs> for me in the round? <laughs> not for your mother. Ooh. Not for your mother. Not for mm. your mama. Your mama. Pornhub. You'll <gasps> oh, be excited Pornhub. to know. Here we go. Yes, has launched a new range of socks with your favorite porn stars on them, but they're not for your feet. What colors do they come in? With your favorite porn stars on them. I want, Any color you want. I want Sasha Gray. Don't you want Stormy <laughs> Daniels? Oh. Mm. I don't oh, know where to go with that. I don't know either. Well, anyway, they say at their debut collection is apt for the feet, hands, and cleaning up. Gross. Oh, Gross. God. Buyers have the chance to purchase socks with either Asia Akira Madison Ivy or Johnny Sins on them, but they look a little bit weird. It turns out they're designed to go over your hand and fold over like a creepy little sock puppet. <laughs> oh no, but the puppets. <laughs> Where did you find that puppet out of interest? Was it damp on the inside? It's trash pickup week. Oh, of course <laughs> it is. Dirty kid days. I, I love dirty kid days. You found it on the street. You might want to wash your hands, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, I can see what you're doing with it. I think you need to wash your hands. Corey Prince, vice president of Pornhub, said, We've been working diligently to provide our fans with apparel that is both synonymous with who we are and indicative or indicative. Dick. <laughs> indicative. That's it. Of our personality and creativity. So it made complete sense for us to come out with a line of socks adorned with faces of porn stars, which we use to clean up messes. They're not for your feet, are they? They're caused they're, by our five million views. Bit of old rag, isn't it? Really, to be honest, it's for it's for the wanking. <laughs> I understand they're wanking socks. I get get me some of them. They're wanking mittens. You're wink, winking. And don't, you're winking socks. Get me my winking gloves, <laughs> Miss Miss Print. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the whole evening winking at her. It's just their gross face. I'm just <laughs> smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wanking socks. <laughs> shittens. Where, shit, where are you going now? I'm not wearing shittens and wanking socks. What, what if you I get mean? them mixed up? <laughs> <laughs> then you won't know whether you're coming or going. <laughs> I love this show. Yes. I love yes. this show. Oh, God, to love... think, what if your mother came in and wanted to wash a big load? <laughs> oh, God. So the next time you gear up to go hard, be sure to reach for your Pornhub socks for optimal performance wanking. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> don't, don't get a few occasions in life. I don't know whether to laugh or, or cry, cry, or to just have a minute's silence. <laughs> just 
<laughs> Someone tell me how I'm supposed to be feeling right now. I'm scared. You're still you're still back on the shittens in one hand and winking in another. I never thought I'd have a paranormal radio show where the last line of the night would be you don't know whether to have shittens on one end or winking on the other. Why can't we do both? I'm ambidextrous. I can do nothing with both hands. Wow. And this is why we can't read this out on air. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and a distinct lack of brain fluid is Heather Morris, who didn't get beyond five. I scored six, but in resplendent first place, tonight's runaway leader, who scored 11 points and couldn't be caught, winning the $33,000 IR camera and a life supply of cauliflower, is Michelle. Do not fear, listener. She's clapping herself. Yeah. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can also message us during the course of the week and we would love to read those out. On our show, you can join my Twitter account with 100,000 other people at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chitondrena, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother. So if you join us now on SoundCloud, go to MQTA Radio on there, and we continue the show for the parts that we can't read out live on air. You've been listening to More Questions and Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world with Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting.